Welcome to Coffee Podcast. Welcome to Coffee Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Emma. And every episode, we pick a short Australian story to listen to while drinking morning coffees. That is correct. Yeah. At least one coffee. Coffee of champions. (laughs) Anyway, this week, it is Emma's turn. It is my turn. I have picked Blue Light Disco by Kelly Hawkins, and it's in the Flashing Square Anthology, and it's going to be read out by... Uh, Alini Schumacher. That's correct. Thank you, Alison. Have a listen. Blue lights strobe the dance floor. There. He slouches against the speakers in navy flannelette, laughing along with the cool group. His gaze lifts. He sees me and smiles. I blush, relieved it's too dark to tell. He's so cute. The most popular boy in year six. Half a dozen beats and he's here. Girls jab my back with jealous, too firm fingers, wishing they'd been singled out instead of me. He touches my arm, pulls me to him. No words, just glances. My heart hammers. I sway self-consciously, hip-bumping his, inhaling his clean boy smell, soap and hair gel and mints. A surprisingly clammy hand grasps mine. I scrabble at his skinny waist, the flannelette soft under my fingertips. We kiss, peppermint lips, soft at first, soon more insistent. I press against him. Suddenly his friends loom, silhouettes made discordant by flashing neon. Elbows jostle hard into my ribs. Heavy sneakers mash toes unprotected by flimsy ballet flats. I shrink back. He steps aside, smirks at his mates. Fist pump. He's not cute any longer. They laugh. I run. Tears streak my blotchy face, made ugly in the fluorescent bright light of the toilet cubicle. My first kiss. So what did you like about this one? Not much. <laughs> Who wears a flannelette shirt to a dance? <laughs> I've read I love flannel. <laughs> yeah, flannel's amazing and it should be worn a lot. But a dance, particularly <laughs> a disco. <laughs> I mean, I loved the story. Like I loved the writing. Yeah. But you know when writing captures something so perfectly and accurately and it's something devastating <laughs> and horrible and you're just like completely bummed out because you've just relived that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> but I thought it was um, contextually appropriate with everything that's happening with Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, well. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, as soon as I was hearing the line they laughed i ran that was in yeah testimony like yesterday yeah they were laughing so i found that really powerful and that really connected the story to this you know yeah like whole a greater level, narrative yeah a greater narrative exactly but then oh. also because the 
that school disco, like awkward yeah. school disco <laughs> and the awkwardness of it, but also the sweetness of it. It was captured so beautifully, like the peppermint lips and skinny yeah. waist <laughs> and it was so perfect. And then that sudden shift from that sweetness to that absolute sour horror show. Yeah, I think putting it in that like year six disco in not high school, not older, like teenagers or even tweens, it's like year six, mm. 12 year olds. Mm. For me, it made me think of a lot. Like, I found it so kind of unsexual, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, that it made me think of like kids playing at romance mm. when they don't really know what it is. Yeah, yeah. That she, you know, she's there expecting this kiss to be amazing mm, and romantic and the fairy tale. Yeah. And then it's not. Mm. So for me, I think I found it a little less kind of violating, but more like just like the breaking of that fairy tale being the Mm. biggest hurt. Yeah. And realizing that like, welcome to the world. Like he doesn't know what romance is. Mm. You don't know what romance is. You're going to need a few more years to get there. Mm. Um, and I think you got a clue of that with the clammy hands. Yeah. Like the surprisingly clammy hands. And, but I think it did connect to not only not knowing what you're doing and playing out these greater narratives, but just like the fairy tale narratives. Yeah. But, you know, the cruelty of primary school, like, and the cruelty oh. of kids and, but the fact that that was played out onto this, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's like not sexual. It's not dating. It's not romantic. It's like playing out this scenario, this romantic yeah. crush. Yeah. Um, and having that, like, it, it was violating for me, I think, because the description of it with the jostling and the elbows and that heartbreaking contrast between her futile ballet flats and their yeah, shoes. Yeah, that was beautifully well put. Yes. And it's just, it's so true. Like, you're just so unprepared and... It, yeah. It, oh, it made me so angry. I hate ballet flats. Like, <laughs> I don't wear them. I go out in, like, my docks because I just, I can't. Because you feel unprotected. Yeah. And just to have that, the mashing of her toes and the cruelty of these guys. and Because, uh. yeah, I think the the line that stuck with me the most was that he's not so cute anymore. Yeah. And... That was the one that made me go like, like, and you know that it, the biggest heartbreak in this is like the breaking of that fairy tale, and mm. that she's like what she's put together in her mind as being like this, yeah, this beautiful moment and this exciting moment mm. when she's you know growing up and going through this experience, mm. and then having it just be just like betrayed by. The fact that the guy's not going to play his part and is yeah. nice in return no. and is instead playing out his own yeah. kind of 
role play of mm. how to be macho. Like, yeah, yeah, it's that toxic macho. Um, um, yeah, and I think that experience really resonated with me just personally of talking to a guy and they're really sweet and really nice and then you reject them and suddenly that gives them permission to treat you so horribly like it really that shift that occurs in people's personalities is like something i've experienced so many times that it yeah it was very powerful for me with this story Mm. yeah no definitely i have definitely felt that he's not that cute anymore that Mm. moment when they you know yeah like the rudeness or or you know an attitude or yeah you know the moment where like a new friend says something racist yeah you have to go oh oh no oh no okay yeah you're not that nice anymore no i felt that the the writing was so descriptive and it pulled on all of your senses, especially yeah. smell, which it, it was so evocative. Like you had the peppermint and the soap and the hair gel and it really captured the whole room of that primary school. Like you can just yeah. see the hall with all the smells like the chapsticks <laughs> and the sweaty people and link spray and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, oh, God, the link the spray. Links. What was the girls one? Impulse. Impulse, yeah. yeah. You can just smell it now. Like berry chapstick, impulse. It's technically a body spray and not deodorant. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember Because it doesn't it. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really captured the whole sweetness of yeah. that age. It was just so horribly fractured. Yeah. And I think like that came back to me as well with the description of his outfit that I'm you know, that, that the year six disco and, and there's no, like, nice jeans and a button-up shirt. It's <laughs> flannel. <laughs> I like flannels. Do, do you wear flannels to discos? If I did, I reckon it, I'd look good. Yeah, okay, well, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Not in year six. <laughs> no, in at my year six discos, I wore fake leather black pants and a like halter you know the See? halter top mm. putting in some effort <laughs> i'm constantly bewildered that i was allowed to wear black leather pants I as remember an 11 year old my mum convinced me into wearing a skirt which i hated mm. it was this white like frilly thing and it was just horrible and i hated it so much and i spent so much of the night just going like God damn it, I wish I could get changed. <laughs> so that was my main takeaway from the disco. <laughs> wear pants. Was wear something you feel comfortable in. Mm, a good lesson for us all. No. Not, not that, ballet flats. Not that as a 12-year-old, your mom's gone like, you'll look so nice in it. <laughs> no. No, you won't. Aww. <laughs> I'm hate that skirt. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> anyway, I think the lighting was also really important in this story. Yeah. Like the lighting, um, the blue strobe lights that are in the disco that really capture that, you know, disco. Yeah. Happy fun times. And then the sudden contrast between that and 
being in the bathroom. The bathroom lighting. The fluorescent lights. And that journey from the innocent, fun disco lights to the bathroom is just, I think, one that so many people have had where everything's full of promise and delight. Yeah. You know, and it, in the bar or whatever. And then that gets betrayed because the guy is actually a jerk. <laughs> and then you go into the bathroom and, you know, you're all done up and you look gorgeous. And then you're in the bathroom and you're like, oh, what am I doing? Like, yeah. And I, th- I thought it was sort of good imagery to use to also like, yeah, that break from like the fairy tale to reality of, mm. you know, yeah, staring at yourself in the bathroom mirror and just said so that was not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when you, you feel betrayed. Like, yeah. If you're with people that, you know, seem lovely and seem very sweet and then suddenly they turn into, you know, potential assaulters and. Yeah. I also, I think that was also a bit that really stuck with me was the the poking of the other girls Mm. of that. Like, oh my God, you're so lucky he's paying attention to you. Mm. Oh, I read it as quite bitchy. Like. Oh yeah. No, like mm. that it was. Because I think she describes like you know how much they wished they were her, yeah, and and just that horrible feeling of like when it's just like, but y- what you wish you were them so mm. you could deal with the terrible horrible guy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that you could be the one betrayed. Mm. Mm. Um, it's the the silliness you feel as well, yeah, that you see that's captured in that bathroom light, I think, because you're looking at yourself and you you just feel so silly. And I think that's yeah. what's captured in it. Like you look, do you know what I mean? Like you're looking yeah. at yourself in the mirror, just being like, I thought he was really cute. I thought I'd get my first kiss. And then it's just like, oh no, the world is, um, I'm not going to say what I was just about to say, <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> and especially I felt that, I immediately started to feel uneasy when they were describing how the kiss was soft and then soon became insistent. I think I missed that word because, mm. oh, that's not a good word. No. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, no. It's like no Ugh. longer sweet. It's no longer, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just had this like knot in my stomach being like, oh, God. And it's interesting because the moment where all the guys swarm in, it's not clear what's actually happening. Like it's very uh, confusing. There's a lot of like darkness and sensations and it's not very clear, like who's stopping on who, what is going on. But I think that captures her stress very well. Yeah. Her experience of, Mm. you know, because obviously she would be very close with him and just the disorientation. Yeah. The disorientation. Um. Yeah, it, it just it was amazingly well written mm. um, and really vivid. Mm. Um, another one, yeah, like really managed to put you in the place and time, and yeah, you can definitely picture the whole scene. Yeah, and, ugh. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we didn't have oh, we had some school discos, but we had a lot of um, skating parties at oh, skate class. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. the thing to do was if you liked someone, you uh, did a song yeah, call you could out. Put a request whatever the word into is. the DJ. 
Yeah. And then the DJ will be like, and this is to Emma from James. And you're like, oh, okay, guys. And then you're just like <laughs> skating around being all nonchalant. Like, what? Oh, hi, James. <laughs> Good old skate pass. <laughs> no skating rinks left in Sydney. It's a damn shame. Oh, there's yeah. ice skating. It's not the same. Okay. It's not the same. Anyway, on a lighter note, if people could like Facebook what they wore to their year six disco <laughs> and help me feel better about that ridiculous white skirt. I feel pretty good about my black leather pants. Well, yeah, if they're black leather pants, <laughs> of course like, you would feel good about them. <laughs> I don't want to find some now. <laughs> <laughs> what's the next disco you go to should i be like looking for you in black leather pants yeah. or a style shirt <laughs> yeah. i don't know what our like adult day disco would be but we can make it happen we can just have a disco yeah yeah none of this clubbing business no gross okay yeah yeah let us know all please primary please school this just what was it it would have been something. No one has a good, like, no one has an amazing time at their year six disco. It's a- always awkward. So that was Blue Light Disco by Kelly Hawkins. And it's in the Flashing the Square anthology, which you can find at shortaustraliastories.com.au. Published by Spineless Wonders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're supported by the Australia Council of the Arts. And you can subscribe on iTunes or Android or if you're using some other app, you can find the links on shortaustralianstories.com.au. Yeah. Stay caffeinated. Stay caffeinated.